Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international depression. Mark Reardon. So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. This is the Mark Reardon Show. Welcome to the Mark Reardon Show. Brad Young sitting in with you today. Glad you're with us. I'll be in until 6 o'clock, of course, and we've got lots of fun and frivolity with you. Uh, you hear me on this station quite a bit, my law firm, Harris, Dow, Fisher & Young. Uh, but today I'm stepping away from billing clients on an hourly basis so that I can talk to you. And I hope that you enjoy the show today. We've got a, a whole lot planned. As I, as I was putting the show together today, I thought, you know, I've got about seven hours worth of material, but uh, but they make me stop at six o'clock. Uh, people come in and drag me away from the microphone if I'm still here talking. How rude of them. So what's that? I said, how rude of them. It is terribly <laughs> rude of them. And by the way, that's uh, Ethan Hannaford. Ethan, uh, thanks for uh, flying the plane today. Hey, pleasure to do so. Uh, Ethan's is literally, I like that analogy because he's running the board. He is flying this Mark Reardon show plane. I'm just the guy that makes announcements. You know, look out the left side of the window and you'll see the Grand Canyon. You know, that's my job. But Ethan's job is to actually fly the plane, make sure we don't crash. Uh, and Ethan, I am glad you're here. Hey, but um, both are necessary for the success of the plane, right? Well, I guess it is. Both are necessary. That's right. Uh, but I'm glad you're doing that part uh, and not me. Uh, do you make New Year's resolutions? You know, not as, I guess, officially as I used to in the past, but I can definitely, like, I guess, recognize that there's things that I want to improve on. Sure. I don't know. I think that too often the phrase New Year's Revo resolution, nobody talks about a New Year's resolution in February. You know, well, sure. it's, oh, it's, it's just, they're gone. It's just it, they're gone. Exactly. So I don't honestly like using the idea of resolution, but areas that I want to correct and improve and maybe there's something that I recognize in February and March that I want to correct and improve on. I don't need to wait until New Year's to work on that, I think. So uh, kind of, but not exactly, right. I guess, in the way everyone else does. Well, the only the last resolution that I made was to stop making resolutions. Uh, so and, I, and I've been keeping that solidly now for years. Haven't broken it yet. Uh, but the other thing besides New Year's resolutions that we see this time of year are predictions. And I love I love looking at people's predictions a year later because things look one way before the predictions made. And then a year later, 
you could look kind of silly for making those predictions because, of course, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But I, I pulled some of the worst predictions, political predictions, uh, that I could find from about a year ago or during the past year, and some of them are doozies. For example, uh, the first one I have here is Karl Rove. He said this exactly one year ago. He said the Supreme Court will not overturn Roe versus Wade. They won't do it. And and I struggle. I struggle to figure out why Karl Rove would say that. And I, I have to assume that he was thinking that typically these, these uh, issues of, of precedent are not easily overturned by the Supreme Court. And that's true. Uh, if you look at the big blockbuster cases over the years that have been precedent-setting, those typically are not the ones that get overturned. And certainly Roe versus Wade was a blockbuster decision. But if you read legal scholars, as I do, even whether they're liberal, whether they're conservative, if they are truly a legal scholar and not a political scholar, legal scholars of every political persuasion have agreed since the 1970s that Roe versus Wade was just bad law. It was simply bad law. It, it created and, and went through mental gymnastics to create a constitutional right that simply did not exist. And uh, there have been some famous, even very liberal scholars. I think Lawrence Tribe was one of them uh, years ago. Now, he's since changed his position because Lawrence Tribe has become a political commentator, not a legal analyst. But uh, in the years of following this decision being held down or being uh, handed down, rather, in the 70s, legal scholars have routinely chastised Roe versus Wade as simply being unfounded. So when when Karl Rove predicted on December 29, 2021, that Roe versus Wade would not be overturned. I just don't understand how he could make that decision, because by that time, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg had already passed away. The We had uh, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, who was appointed to her position uh, where where Ruth Bader Ginsburg previously sat. And that really gave a six to three majority, which even gave some leeway for the, the right to lose one of the justices and still overturn Roe versus Wade. So given all of that, I, I just struggle with how someone as bright as Karl Rove and, and Karl Rove, whether you like him, whether you don't like him, uh, he does he he knows ground level politics. But apparently he's not a legal scholar uh, because otherwise he would have, I think, easily predicted. I, I predicted that Roe versus Wade would be overturned for the reasons that I've outlined here, that it was simply bad law. And constitutionally, that should be left up to the states. Now, the reality is, at the end of the day, I'm not sure that overturning Roe versus Wade is going to make an enormous difference in the number of abortions that are performed, because even before uh, the Dobbs decision that overturned Roe versus Wade, most abortions came from blue states. Red states had very few uh, and now that red states uh, who pass abortion bans like Missouri are going to have none, the neighboring blue states, in this instance, like Illinois, are going to have even more from people driving over. So the net effect, I think, will be minimal. But legally, it was it was vitally important that Dobbs overturned Roe versus Wade because it completely bastardized this concept of federalism, where the federal government is in charge of some things and the states are in charge of some things. 
But the federal government is not in charge of everything. And yet when you look at it from the perspective of the left, the federal government should be in charge of everything. And that's simply not how our system works. And I, I was thrilled but not surprised when Roe versus Wade was overturned. And if I had uh, Carl Rove's cell number, I would have given him a call and said, dude, why were you surprised by this? Uh, hopefully one day I'll interview him and then I'll get his cell number and then I can call him and ask him those questions, particularly at 2 a.m. On a, on a Saturday morning. But uh, a few more predictions. We, we've heard of Sam Bankman-Fried. He's the guy He's the guy that, that created FTX, figured out how to lose billions of dollars, and is now under criminal indictment. He said on December 12, this was just three weeks ago, Sam Bankman-Fried said, quote, I don't think I will be arrested, unquote. Now, under on what planet does he think he would not be arrested? He ran and hid in the Bahamas which you ostensibly you could say, well, he was trying to evade being arrested by hiding in the Bahamas, but that's the worst place to hide. We have an extradition policy with the Bahamian government. I mean, if you're going to go somewhere and you're going to hide, you want to go to the Cayman Islands. You want to go to Brazil. You want to go. There's a, there's a list of countries that don't have extradition treaties with the United States. That's where you go. You don't go to a country that will ship you out the first moment the federal government calls and says, slap the cuffs on them and bring them home. That's not where you hide. And for a guy who held himself out to be a genius, he wasn't a genius in where he was hiding from the uh, federal government because uh, the Bahamas, you might as well just hide in Florida and say, oh, they can't get me. I'm in Florida. Pal, uh, Florida's in the United States. Uh, but the Bahamas aren't that far away, and they, they have a very strong extradition policy with the United States. So that prediction was very bad. But of all the predictions, this, I think, is one of my favorite because it will ring home true with you if you've bought any good or service over the past 12 months. If you bought anything, I don't care what it is, if you've been in a store, if you've gassed up your car, if you've bought a house, if you've purchased any food, groceries, or been out to a restaurant, which I think is going to encompass just about everybody. This prediction was made uh, on December 10, 2021, what, a year and three weeks ago, by our own President Joe Biden. This is what he said, and I'm quoting. He was asked by CNN's Caitlin Collins about runaway inflation, and this is what the president said, quote, I think we are at the peak of the crisis, and I think you'll see a change sooner and quicker and more rapidly than most people think, unquote. Well, in the history of predictions, I don't know that any have been more wrong than that because inflation is still incredibly high. Now, gas prices have come down. That's true. But gas prices coming down have done so not because of anything that President Biden has done, but despite what President Biden has done. For example, President Biden has blocked every effort to begin more pipelines, to deliver more oil to refineries. He's blocked everyone. He's reduced the number of licenses that were sold so oil companies can drill on federal lands. He's eliminated all of that. So it's, it's economics 101. When you reduce the supply, the price goes up as long as there is enough demand. And that's what's happened. 
And so in this instance, although gas prices have come down, it's because of seasonal changes and also because of uh, pretty much because of China's global or rather China's COVID shutdown. They're using less fuel. So there's more fuel available for the United States. But that has nothing whatsoever to do with President Biden. So his prediction that that December was the peak of inflation is it's it's outlandish. And clearly that wasn't a prediction because either one of two things have to be true. When President Biden said in December of 2021 that we are at peak inflation, one of two things had to be true. Either A, President Biden has no concept of economics, or B, it was simply a political statement to try to calm the seas, or C, and I said there will only be two, but there's a third choice, all of the above. Those are the choices here regarding that prediction. Another prediction that I think is is just completely wrong is all of the predictions that President Biden, or rather that President Trump, that he would be indicted, that his indictment was imminent. And you couldn't you couldn't swing a dead cat in the MSNBC studios without hitting 14 people predicting that Trump would be indicted within a month. And that was a year ago. President Trump is still not indicted. Might he face an indictment? I think it's possible, but I don't think it's probable. And, and the most likely place of any indictment would be coming out of Georgia and would have nothing to do with January 6th. And if President Trump is ever indicted for, for his speech on January 6th, it would, that indictment is going nowhere. And he, I don't believe, could ever face any serious criminal charges from that. But I think that there's a possibility of an indictment from the phone call that he made following the 2020 election uh, to, uh, I think it's Raffensperger in Georgia. That's a possibility, but it's not imminent. And for people the last year have been predicting President Trump would be facing an imminent indictment. Folks, that's just uh, wish casting. You know what wish casting is? It's, it's not like forecasting. Forecasting, you're saying, I think this is going to happen. Wish casting is saying, I really hope and wish this is going to happen. And those two are completely different. One is analysis of what's happening. The other is a hopeful prediction. I hope this happens. And when people predict that uh, President Trump will be indicted. That, my friends, is wish casting. And finally, here to wrap up this segment, I will mention this. Edward Snowden. You know, the left loves Edward Snowden. They love him because he stole government documents. He released them. He had to run on the country, run out of the country because he was going to be arrested. Uh, and this, by the way, happened, I believe it happened during the Obama administration, but that's, that's beside the point. But the point is they love Edward Snowden. They love him. But Edward Snowden predicted on February 15 of 2022, just about a week before Russia invaded Ukraine, he said, and I'm quoting here, the intel assessments that Russia will invade Ukraine are a part of a disinformation campaign, unquote. So Edward Snowden, the hero of the left, said there will be no invasion of Ukraine by Russia and, of course, it happened, literally, it happened eight days later after he made that prediction. So, again, that's wish casting. And it's also an attempt by Edward Snowden to say, look how much stuff I know because of my inside information. Well, apparently he doesn't know too much. And also because uh, he doesn't know too much, that's demonstrated by the fact that he was living in the, in the Moscow airport for like a year. I'm like, pal, 
uh, you know, get uh, get a hotel or something. That's not the place you want to be living. Hey, we're going to take a break here. Coming up after the break, do you ever wonder why so many businesses can't find workers anywhere you go? Help wanted, help wanted, help wanted. Well, I reached out to A.J. Antoni of the Heritage Foundation to find out why that is. So stick around after the break, and we'll answer that question. Why are there so many open jobs in America? Stick around. 97.1 FM Talk, the conservative voice of St. Louis. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to the Mark Reardon Show. Brad Young in with you this afternoon. And currently, the national unemployment rate is really at all-time lows, and yet we still have more than 10 million open jobs in America. Every store or restaurant you visit, I promise you, has a help-wanted sign in the front window. So I promise you, you've undoubtedly wondered, how could unemployment be so low and yet so many jobs are unfilled? Where, where are all the workers? Where have they gone? So to answer this question for us, I reached out to E.J. Antoni. He's a research fellow for Regional Economics at the Heritage Foundation. EJ, welcome back to 97.1 FM Talk, St. Louis. Brad, thanks for having me back. And I guess the pithy answer to your question, where are they going? They're going on the dole. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and so uh, you wrote an article recently, and that's why I wanted to, to talk to you, because you wrote an article over at thedailysignal.com, which, by the way, is a website I visit not just every day, but multiple times every day. And it was entitled, How Expansive Welfare Benefits Can Make Being on the Dole More Lucrative Than Working. And the information in your article, really, EJ, was just was just shocking. Uh, but you you make the point that families can do quite well today doing nothing more than receiving government handouts. That's exactly right. In fact, in some states, we find that just between unemployment benefits and Obamacare subsidies for a family of four, that annualized amount works out to the equivalent of bringing home a six-figure income with benefits. A six-figure income, the equivalent, just by receiving, what, unemployment benefits? And these Obamacare subsidies. And what's really crazy is Obamacare was one of those things that was basically sold to the American people as something that was supposed to be, you know, like, like a hand up to the poor. And now today it's turned into a handout to middle and upper income earners. What I mean by that is that in many places around the country, you can make half a million dollars and still qualify Mm. for these healthcare subsidies. Please explain to me why somebody making half a million dollars needs a subsidy for their health insurance. I mean, that's just obscene. It is obscene. EJ, and I got to tell you this, I was, I've got a buddy of mine and we go fishing every summer. He's worth his net worth. And he likes to talk about it is somewhere close to $10 million. And we were fishing. I was trying to catch a bass. And he tells me, how much do you pay for your health insurance, Brad? And I'm an attorney. I've got a law firm here in St. Louis. My insurance costs me personally about $3,500, $3,600 a month. And here's a guy worth close to $10 million. He said he pays 30 bucks a month. And that's for him and his wife because of the way he structured his assets to get around these rules. So we literally have millionaires who are getting health insurance that's paid for by the rest of us. That's exactly right. And this is one of the reasons why, as things like the tax code get progressively more complicated, it is just rife for abuse. And even if you don't want to believe that the politicians have purposely put these things in there to be exploited by their donors, even if you don't want to believe that, fine, put all your cynicism aside. The fact remains that the tax code is obscenely long, and it is too long for anyone or any one accountant even Mm. to manage. And that's why you have these crazy scenarios. We're, we're talking to E.J. Antoni. He's a research fellow for regional economics at the Heritage Foundation. And E.J., during the pandemic, I, I remember because I was advising my, uh, my clients of my law firm, we represent corporations, and I was advising them about unemployment bonuses. What, what were the unemployment bonuses that were paid out during the pandemic? The unemployment bonuses were literally weekly payments to people who were already receiving unemployment insurance benefits. And they started out at $600 a week. Again, that's on top of your normal benefits. So you had these bizarre situations where literally millions of Americans were making more on unemployment than they had while working. And it's especially true when you factor in things like the fact that payroll taxes are taken out of earned income but not out of unemployment benefits. And so they're taxed advantaged. In fact, there's also six states that have a state income tax, but do not charge that state income tax on unemployment benefits. So again, you have tax advantages there on top of the fact that they were getting more than they made while working. It was absolutely insane. And Mm -hmm. just to show that these things really are 
about policy and not politics. That program began under a Republican president, and it has been continued under a Democrat president, and it was equally stupid in both circumstances. And and it's also the case in most circumstances, E.J., that when you start some sort of a government policy which hands out money to people, it's almost impossible to stop that program, isn't it? That's exactly right. So often, again, there is this perception about these programs that they are only helping the less fortunate and that that if we take these programs away, people will starve or people will die or people will be homeless, whatever the case may be. When, in fact, that is so often in many cases not true at all. Yeah, and probably in most instances it's not true. And you, you make the point in your article, which I would encourage everyone to read over at The Daily Signal, But you make the point that unemployment and Obamacare subsidies, those really aren't the only benefits available because there's apparently an entire suite of means-tested programs that a lot of people are eligible for. Give us some examples. Oh, goodness. So, I mean, we would need two hours, I think, to go through them all. But <laughs> but here's, here's just a few. You have food stamps, and that was actually expanded by the Biden administration, expanded both in terms of who's eligible and in terms of how much you can actually receive. Uh, on top of that, you have subsidies for education, everything from uh, uh, grade school all the way up to secondary and tertiary education. So if you want to go to college, for example, uh, you have subsidies for uh, uh, renting in Loudoun County, Virginia. This was one of the things I looked into. It's, it's one of the bedroom communities here in the Washington, D.C. area. You can get rental subsidies over $25,000 a year. That's over $2,000 a month. We're talking wow. about one program. One program. Again, add on all of the extra benefits you can get on top of that. You can get a cell phone paid for. You can get subsidies for transportation. I mean, it really is incredible. Yeah, there was that that famous Obama phone that started during the Obama administration. And of course, that hasn't been cut or eliminated. So we're we're still paying. When I say we, I mean the taxpayers, because we all know the government has no money, only the money that we give to it. So taxpayers are paying for people's cell phones. Exactly. And and everything else, quite frankly, people's entire standard of living. So this you know, this is why you know you need to make sure you work hard because you, your family and a bunch of other families are dependent upon you, right, for all these welfare benefits. I mean, it, again, is just absolutely insane. And it's really insidious, the fact that for many families, as soon as they begin working, they lose all of their benefits, even if the amount of money they make is nowhere near the value of those benefits. And so we have incentivized people to get on the dole and to stay there forever. And yeah, and we've created, we've incentivized them to get on the dole but then we have created a, a disincentive to go out and obtain a real working job. Right. And in, in fact, I'd go so far as to say it's a trap because once they put one foot into it, they can never get out of it unless they're willing to put their family through a tremendous amount of pain. And you know, maybe you can make an argument for the individual to say, all right, my self-worth and my dignity is not worth me having to to beg from the government, essentially, in order to, to get these benefits. But it's a whole other thing when you're talking about someone, let's say, who's a single parent of multiple children, and they have to say, my goodness, I don't know if I'll be able to feed my kids if I go to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that is just both bizarre and insidious, but that's what we have today. Oh, it's unbelievable. We're talking to E.J. Antoni a research fellow for regional economics at the Heritage Foundation. And I looked this up today, EJ. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 
uh, BLS. On November 30th, 2022, there were 10.3 million open jobs in America. Help wanted signs are everywhere. You've seen them. You right here in St. Louis, any store you go to has a help wanted sign. But your article, I, and that's why I, I wanted to talk to you, because your article explains how people can do nothing in this country and still live in an upper middle class income bracket. Right. And, you know, so often we talk about how businesses compete for workers. They compete with one another. But what's happened now today is that they have to compete not just with each other. They have to compete with the dole. And so they now have to pay you a wage that's going to compete with what the government will pay you for doing absolutely nothing, as you just said, Brad. And now you're seeing small businesses, for example, if we actually break down the data by types of businesses, a lot of these job openings are in the small business sector because they're the ones who have the thinner profit margins. They can't afford to raise wages as fast as the big corporations can. And so they're the most short on workers right now. There's a there's a legal concept, EJ, uh, when when uh, a person is suing insurance benefits, there's something called stacking where multiple insurance policies can be stacked on top of each other to create a greater pool of money that plaintiff's attorneys can recover. But what I hear you saying, and it's it's a topic that I've never considered before I read your your article, is that there's this stacking of benefits. Could there be any proposed legislation that would prevent this stacking of benefits where people can live, as you've said, the equivalent of a $100,000 a year income when 100% of it is coming from government benefits. Any way to stop this stacking that occurs? Oh, that's that's a really, really great question. And it's it's one of those things that would require fundamental welfare reform in order to actually make it happen. And, and sadly, it just doesn't seem like there's an appetite for that right now in Washington, D.C., no, not even with Republicans, there's not an appetite. We just signed in, the president just signed the close to a $1.8 trillion omnibus bill that has more pork uh, you know, than a pig farm. And there just doesn't seem to be any any desire or appetite to have welfare reform. Why is that, and what can we do to create that appetite? I, I think because it's not a vote winner. At the end of the day, you know, we oftentimes forget that politicians are people just like you and me, and they operate on incentives, just like you and me, and their incentive is to get reelected. And so you know, you, you're talking about something where if a, if a, uh, if a politician is going to go out there, Brad, and say, hey, I want to get rid of uh, this program or that program or reduce it, what does the oppos- opposition do? They bring a bunch of faces in front of the cameras, these different people who are allegedly going to be hurt by that. But it's very hard for the person advocating for reform to put a face in front of a camera, because who's the face? It's the taxpayer. It's every single one of us. And it just doesn't really tell as good of a story, quite frankly, to put a random person up there to say, hey, I'm going to lose $10 this year because of this welfare program. I think it's a much more uh, emotionally viable message, if you will, to bring up a, a uh, an individual on welfare who can say, my livelihood is going to be severely damaged. EJ, if if folks want more information on this topic or follow other things that you write, because I I read a lot of your articles and you write great stuff, how can people follow you online? Oh goodness! Well, for my New Year's resolution, I joined Twitter, so you can you can follow <laughs> me uh, at Real EJ Antony. And they can also follow your articles at uh, thedailysignal.com? dot com. Yes. 
Very good. E.J. Antoni, Research Fellow uh, for Regional Economics at the Heritage Foundation. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon on 97.1 FM Talk. Well, Brad, thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to talk to you. And you know, e- E.J. makes this great point that there, there has to be a political desire for change. And, and I, have, I have the idea because think about when you go to restaurants, when you go to stores, there's no one to help you. There's no one to serve you. There's no one to clean tables. There's no one to wait on you. When was the last time you went to a big box store and you could actually see someone who could help you in the store? Like never, okay? So we need to create an incentive in this country to provide basic goods and services to Americans. And I think that's how you you create welfare reform. You create it under the auspices of we have 10 million open jobs, but unemployment's at an all-time low because so many people have no incentive to work because of this stacking of government benefits. And if you want to improve your shopping, purchasing experience in this country, we have to create incentives for people to work instead of incentives for people to collect government benefits. I think that is the angle that you take when you approach welfare reform. Hey, we're going to take a break here. And coming up after the break, we'll talk to a St. Louis man who has invented a device. Get this. He's invented a device that will prevent Kias and Hyundais from being stolen. How many of those are being stolen on the streets of the city and the county of St. Louis every day? But we're going to talk to him right here on the conservative voice of St. Louis, 97.1 FM Talk. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Brad Young in for Mark Reardon today. And I actually looked this up today. Since the beginning of 2022, an average of 27 cars have been stolen every day in the city of St. Louis and St. Louis County combined. 27 cars every day are stolen here. And yet what I think is interesting is that a local car dealership is trying to be part of the solution rather than just accepting these unacceptable losses. Elliot Silk is the services director for Centrip Kia and Hyundai and is joining us this afternoon to discuss his solution. Elliot, welcome to 97.1 FM Talk. Thank you very much, Brad. How are you? I'm doing great. And I've been wanting to talk to you for a while and we've just been missing each other. But I wanted to talk to you uh, because I just think this is a fascinating solution to a big problem. So 
without giving us a how-to lesson on how to actually steal cars, uh, just kind of generally tell us why has it become so easy to steal Hyundais and Kias? So what's happened, Brad? Some of the older vehicles, uh, 2010 to 2020, 2021, they don't have immobilizers on there. And what happens is the ignition works very much like a USB port. So when you pull off the, the steering column, there's a, a, a USB port right there, and you just put a cord on there. Very easy to steal because there's no, nothing to keep them from starting that car. It's called an immobilizer. The new ones that have push buttons all have immobilizers on there, which mm-hmm. keep the car from being stolen. And social media has really uh, just promoted this idea that you can steal these Kias and Hyundais between a certain model year. I know they're older ones, not current ones, but the, hasn't social media really added to this problem? Sure. There's this group called Kia Boys out in uh, up north in Detroit area, and they just they make it. They think it's fun. They steal these cars, wreck these cars, use them for other crimes. They go all, go all over the internet showing people how to steal these cars. It's 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 ridiculous. And so, because of the popularity, people think it's cool. Hey, I can steal this car. All I need is a USB cable, and I can steal this car, and I can I can go crash and wreck it, and then just walk away from it. Brad, I see them every day at, at our dealership alone. Last week, I had over fifty cars that were towed in by customers that were stolen. So hmm. I see it all day long. Wow. Well, I, I want to get to that in just a moment, but. Uh, the question that comes also next, at least in my line of thinking, is when did you start working on a solution? What made you think this is something that we can actually fix? Well, Brad, I've been doing this for about 47 years, and I have some talented, talented technicians that work for me. And I said to them, hey, guys, about eight months ago, customers started coming in and coming in and coming in. I said, we got to figure out something here because there's no solution right now. So uh, I have a couple master techs. I, I threw out some ideas to them, and I had some help from a, a couple other people. We just brainstormed and brainstormed and came up with some products and searched the Internet, and then we were able to find devices that were similar. And then my master techs, we were able to rewire to make them work for a vehicle, and hence we got it. We, we came up with a product that keeps these cars from being started. That's great. We can start we're, the car. We're, we're talking to Elliot Silk. He's the services director for Centrip Kia and Hyundai uh, right here in the St. Louis area. You've, you've heard of Centrip. You know who that is. Uh, and I understand that your device is called a Bluetooth interrupter. How does it work? Yes, sir. So it, it works. What it does, it, it kills the juice from the fuse block to the starter. So when my device is on, which, Brad, I, I wired it in a manner so that the customer cannot forget to turn it on. It's always on. The car cannot be started. And, of course, a thief, there's no way he's going to be able to start the car. He can't steal it. Now, I can't keep him from breaking the window and getting in the car, right. but he cannot move that car from where it's at. And I'm telling you, you'd have to be a, a master technician to figure out what we did <laughs> to go around the device that we installed. And, and let's be honest. Most people who are stealing these cars, they're not master technicians. Exactly. You know, exactly. I, I always make the point as often as I can that criminals rarely, if ever, are like James Bond villains. You know, they're not they're they're, they're not <laughs> right. people who are launching, you know, satellites into space that are going to come and steal your car. So that's well, not that's not right. going to happen. Uh, here's the question. Go ahead. And it would take that. It would take them 35, 40, 50 minutes to try to figure out what we did and then rewire it again. So they, these don't have that kind of time. to. No, try to no, steal no. A car. Smash and grab. Smash and right. grab. Right. Uh, how much does this cost, Elliot? Because 
I'm sure folks who are driving a car that falls within that that age group of Kias or Hyundais, they're like, hey, I'd like to get one, but what's it going to set us back? How, how about this? $199 installed for this device. Installed. So that's not just the cost to buy the device, and then there's an ax, uh, extra for installation, or it, it's just a $199. For that part installed, that's how reasonable this device wow. is to keep your car from being stolen. That's, that's a, a bargain. If you're buying a 20000 plus dollar vehicle and 200 bucks is nothing to keep it from getting stolen well and here's the worst when they come to us there's glass and and steering columns are on back order so these cars have to sit four to six weeks because we don't even have the parts to fix them so yeah it's worth it not to be Hmm. stolen not to be wrecked and totaled out now would would this device work on cars other than kias or hyundai's yeah, Brad, we divide, designed it so it can work on any car, but it really won't work on a European Audi, Mercedes, BMWs. It's not designed for those kind of cars. Okay, but everything else this will work on pretty much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow. We're, we're talking to Elliot Silk, Services Director for Centrip Kia and Hyundai. And you mentioned it a moment ago that you've seen these cars coming in that have been stolen and retrieved. And I guess my question is, have you seen a pattern to the damage. In other words, do these stolen and recovered cars, do they have similar damage or is the damage to each car unique? No, no. They usually, the thieves usually bust out the back window, of course, because they don't want to sit in the broken glass in the, in the driver's window. <laughs> oh, so there's actually a method to that. I bust out the Absolutely. back window so my butt doesn't get cut by the glass. Exactly right. That's exactly okay. right. Then they pop the steering column off, throw the steering column in the front seat, put their USB cord on there, and off they go. Right. But then if they're going to take that car joyriding, there could be any, yeah, I guess the, 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 the possibilities are limitless if they're going to go play crash up derby with a car. That's it. Brad, I've seen them from using them for, they, sometimes they use them for other felonies or sometimes they just use them to joy, joyride and crash and wreck. They play demolition derby with these cars. It's, it's a joke what they're doing. Oh, it is a joke. And I also looked this up today. As of November, St. Louis County has experienced 2,552 total vehicle thefts, which is a 75% increase over this time last year. Do you see this device, Elliot, as part of the solution to this problem? Well, I'll tell you this, Brad. Every customer, we put them on lots of cars. They haven't come back with their car stolen. Yeah, so the, the proof's in the pudding. You know, you get to keep your car. Of course, that was a good $200 investment. Right. I'll tell you quick, quick. Last week, I was working in our drive. A customer came in. He said, my car was stolen six weeks ago. I had it fixed, and it was stolen again. As soon as I told him about my device, he put it on that day. Put Put it it on on that that day. day. And probably wished he would have put it on before it got stolen the first time. I think he he would have known about it, yes. (laughs) Yes. Hey, Elliot, if people want more information on how to get this anti-theft device, how can they reach you? They can call Suntrup Hyundai or Suntrup Kia. And we have a special uh, agent that will take appointments, uh, set them up, or they will transfer them to my voicemail, and I'll get back to them, fill them in with all the information they need. That is fantastic. Elliot Silk, Services Director for Centrip Kia and Hyundai. Hey, thanks a lot for talking to us this afternoon on 97.1 FM Talk. My pleasure, sir. Thank you. Oh, it was great to talk to you. Hey, coming up after the break, whenever I fill in for Mark on Fridays, I call it the Reardonless Roundtable. Uh, but today... We Sue Sue is not in, so we're going to have the Sueless News. How's that? 
I don't know that Sue would like that, but that doesn't matter. She's not here. What's she going to do? So the Sueless News coming up next here on 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 